Welcome to the best fucking podcast in the world. I'm JD. Unfortunately, Lloyd cannot be with us today. I'll be Lloyd. But uh, we got Phil. Uh, you may have seen Phil in a past episode. We had Phil on. We were talking about all things from body suspension to... Scarification yeah, to like everything. Everything to tattoos and all that kind of stuff. So he's, he's filling in for Lloyd today this week so we could bring you an episode. Like I said, you know, sometimes life happens. So... Thanks for coming in, Phil. No worries. Uh, you know, we actually just finished filming the other podcast, which is Beyond the Lens. Uh, Phil is a concert photographer as well. So if you want to listen to some hardcore photography talk, you can see that on our other YouTube channel, which is Hardcore Photography Stuff, uh, J. Durham Photography. Uh, we talk about how to get into fo concert photography and all that kind of good stuff. So what's new and exciting, man? You've Not much. been busy? Yeah, I've been busy. Like you said, I just finished one podcast. Um, still, well, I guess there was some bad news this week. Right. My band disbanded. Ah. All comes up creative differences. Um, all great musicians, all great people. We are staying friends, but I guess the way we viewed things were different. So back to, I guess, square one in a sense. I am talking to a few other local musicians. Yeah. Going to hopefully get together this week and figure out a route if it balances or not. And then still hitting shows, whether it's doing photography or... Yeah. Destroying the pit, if you want to yeah, call it that. Yeah, no, I, and I've seen you doing that, you know, a few times. Like, uh, I mean, uh, again, on the other cast, we were talking about Rise Against. I mean, yeah. I saw you there. Um, it and was funny because I had, like, multiple accreditations there. So it was like, hey, do you have a camera here? And you're like, no. Oh, yeah. But it worked out better. Because and of the this is, this, you know, it, it's funny, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's funny how those things kind of work out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, you were, you were crowd surfing. You ended up singing. I was I was just working and I'm like oh shit that's Phil like click click and there you go yeah, exactly <laughs> you know so it was kind of kind of cool because it was a it was a good shot yeah like, exactly. I mean you're up there and uh, you know with Tim and all those yeah. guys yeah yeah so I mean a good moment for you because you love your shows as much as you love shooting them exactly like, I mean, no all that and kind like, of stuff I see you in the pit you know like the pit pit versus the photo pit as much as I see you see. in both, right? Yeah. And a lot of times you go from the photo pit right to the pit. The pit. So, I mean, it's, you know. Exactly. No, and that's the thing, like, you mentioned Rise Against, and obviously they're coming back. Yeah. And they're coming back with, like, a really interesting lineup. Yeah. Like, basically, we're going back to, like, Warp Tour 2000 because it's what, yeah. Rise Against, AFI, and Anti-Flag. Yeah. So three, in a sense, politically charged bands. Yeah. It's going to be rowdy. and yeah. It's good to see shows like that. Yeah. And it's good to see shows in that genre to that, you know, sort of, uh, you know, size and size. scope. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of stuff now I find it's a lot of guys will just sort of cycle through. They'll, they'll go Same through. Same bands. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll go through, you know, like the distortion and Dickens and all that kind of stuff. They'll, they'll do a quick pit stop. But I mean, it's not the big shows that, mm -hmm. you know. Like, I mean, I come from a different era. Like, the shows that I used to go to were absolutely massive. So, and yeah. even, you know, when you would go to small clubs, you know, uh, it was packed to the yeah. nuts. And, I mean, it was, you know, fire code, you know, breakdown. Yeah. You know, I would go hang out, you know, in you know, the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver. And, I mean, it was just insane. Um, no, I find it's less and less now. I don't know why that is. Like, people just don't want to get out and the, go to yeah. shows. Well, it's like the, the thing, like... Two examples, like Antiflag. The last time they were here, if I remember correctly, they played the Gateway yeah. at State. Yeah. Packed show, and they yeah. could have broken fire relegations. Now they're playing with, again, two big bands. So I do understand the move to the other venue, Grey Eagle, which yeah. is a really large venue for them. But then there's also bands like Tonight. I'm seeing Villain the Story. Right. Last time they were here, they opened up for 
I prevail at Marquee. Yeah. And now they're headlining the distortion. So like a smaller shift. So they went from a big, well, a medium venue to a smaller like yeah. bar venue. So Yeah, I, I understand that when you switch from being an opener to a headliner, headliner. if you feel you don't have the pull, pull that you did. I mean, I, I kind of thought they've got a little more pull than that. I think you know, this may be one of those situations where the distortion is actually full, which would, would be cool. Well, like, yeah. I mean, and, and that's, you know, part of it. Like, I think a lot of times uh, you will go to shows and when they're half full or they're not quite full mm -hmm. or they have too big a venue and they might still have a fair amount of people there, but it, it just doesn't have the energy yeah. when it's packed. Right. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's different when you're looking at like a concert hall and it's mm -hmm. half empty you know, there still might be two, 3,000 people there, but it, 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 it still doesn't feel, feel the same, thing. right? Whereas you have a, a better setting. So, I mean, it might work out for those regards, but, you know, it, some, some of the things that always kind of plays against them is, you know, like things like the distortion sometimes, you know, my biggest complaint from there uh, in the past was sound is sometimes Not suspect. Uh, you know, like I know they replaced a bunch of stuff, so it was quite possibly much, much better now. But I went in there and there was like, you know, audible pops and there were all sorts of stuff mm -hmm. and feedback. And it's it's not good. It doesn't it doesn't play well. I, like, I don't want you know, I don't want to hear noise. I want to hear music. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, it, it makes a, a big, big difference. So, That's, I mean, yeah. hopefully it's, you know, and, and back, you know, when we were just talking about this, you know, before we went on for the other show, too, yeah. we were talking about the lights in there. And I said, you know, well, at least they have newer lights. You know, like new lights. Yeah. What I call new lights, they're not they're newer new. than the old lights, lights when you used to go there, and it was like one pot light that was old and pretty much like I think smoked the entire mm -hmm. time, and you know basically you figured it was going to catch on fire, <laughs> but you know it's still not the best no. lit venue that's out there, and I mean that's that's the hard part too because I mean, you know it's it's a competitive business as well. I went and saw the path less traveled at the rec room. Mm, yeah, I hadn't been there. I, I was kind of like I don't know how well this will work as a venue and a show um, because they've got the arcade and they've got, you know, obviously the seating, they've got this, this uh, stage upstairs. My biggest beef about the place is the stage is like one of those four inch kind of riser things, oh. but it was actually really good. Well, uh, you, know, you know, video stream or, you know, video screen, they've got the lights, you know, they've got all that kind of stuff. It makes good. up for a lot of that stuff. And it's like, it's actually a decent mm -hmm. venue, which surprised me because you know, I was looking at it going, I don't know, like how this is going to translate, but it worked out really, really well. And, you know, as a smaller venue, that's now what you're competing with. Like, so yeah. it's, you know, it makes it harder and harder. And I know the distortion and, you know, they, they had their difficulties just prior to Christmas. They were saying like, if we don't struggling to make money, you know, yeah, struggling to make money, you know, we're going to close down. So, I mean, I mean, hopefully they've figured out their cash flow and how to, you know, generate that money to, to keep open because I never want to see anywhere closed down. No, I don't, especially you with know. like local venues, but that's the thing. Like, do you feel the reason why they were closing down is because people weren't supporting the local music scene? They were, they were hitting up the big shows, like Bless the Fall. When they played uh, Distortion, that yeah. show didn't sell out, but it was a decently full room. Yeah. But then when you have like local bands play there, you get maybe 20, 30 people, and that's kind of it. So do you feel that maybe if people split, in a sense, their finances between the big shows like Rise Against and like local small shows that venues like Distortion would stay open, venues like uh, Major Minor, those guys are trying to open up another all-ages venue that if they open up their all-ages venue, that people will actually support the local music scene? Yeah. I think you have to produce a product mm -hmm. that people want. Um, people do want music. Yeah. 
Um, I think locally, sometimes it's a harder sell, but I think you can do that by having good booking agents that book good local music. So, I mean, if it's a crapshoot, if I go there and you're terrible, um, my chances of going back are slim. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll jump back sort of, you know, almost 20 odd years ago when, when I would come to Calgary and I would go to things like, uh, the Republic or I would go to the, and we're talking about the old, old Republic, old Republic not, the, not the second time it opened, but the, the first ever you know, Republic, yeah. ever Republic, uh, and studio a go-go, which used to be, uh, you know, where nobody will probably know where this is, but as a C train comes out of the tunnel from stampede and starts to make that turn to go downtown, yeah, yeah, it used that. to be sort of right on the corner where city hall is. And it used to be, there it was a big black building and they would have all sorts of venues there. It was guaranteed. I could not know who was playing, have no clue, never heard them in my life, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. You would go there. You would have to line up in hopes that you would get in. Yeah. But if you got in, it was a kick-ass show. Yeah. End of story. So I knew every week. It didn't matter. Like, if you're asking me for 10, 15 bucks at the door, and, and back then that was probably a bit more money. I know that people still pay 10, 15, 15 bucks, bucks, which seems like... Nothing now. Nothing now. Like, I mean, what do you get for $10? You barely get a Starbucks, you know? Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's not a lot of money these days. But back then, I mean, you, you're paying 10, and it, sometimes it was like 20 bucks. Yeah. You know? Again, bands that were largely, you know unknown like mm-hmm. not known commodities but man they could shred man they could play and everybody knew that it was going to mm-hmm. be a party and it was going to be a good show mm-hmm. and a lot of times you came out of there loving a band and having a new local band exactly. that you love but uh, so i mean you know i think part of it is on on the venues i mean to be honest you know and, and just being frank there are a lot of bands that i have seen that you probably should have stayed in the basement and played a little longer yeah and got your stuff together but i feel at the same time like you said yeah it is on the venue um but at the same time, it's also in the venue's staff, the sound guy. If the sound oh, guy yeah, yeah. can't do the job, then you're also not going to have a kick-ass show. But at the same time, as a musician, the only way I feel you can better yourself is if you go out and play those shows. If you suck one night, you go back, you sit down with your band and be like, okay, what went wrong? What do we need to improve on? Yeah. Practice that stuff. Try again. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know. Again, there's there's different tiers. Like back in the day, like I mean, mm-hmm. I used to I used to work at Skate Jungle. And we had bands that would play there. A lot of times, those were really really small, small potato bands that a venue wouldn't look at, but they wanted to play and they would play and they would have yeah. all their friends and they would just set up and they would play and and that was kind of it. I mean, that's that's sort of how you cut your teeth. Like mm-hmm. I said, you know, you get out of the basement, maybe you play a little show like that, you get better, you rent out a community hall, you do your exactly. own thing. You know, uh, you go to a friend's house, you have a party, you have a place like this that's big and empty, you play in here, you have, you know, 20 of your buddies. That's going to be a good time anyways, yeah. right? People are going to enjoy that, and obviously you're going to, you know, tighten things up. As a business, uh, you know, being a, a venue that puts on music, you want to make sure mm-hmm. that you hit a certain caliber because then as a, as, as a patron, I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to go in there and it's like, man, like this is, you know, bad. like karaoke night and it's terrible. Like, I don't want to listen to this guy mm-hmm. scream anymore. I, like, I want to leave, right? Yeah. It's not going to do you any good because I don't want to eat there. I'm not going to drink there. there. I want to get out of there as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably not going to come back. And, you know, not all venues are, are, are like this. I mean, there's a lot of venues yeah. that do, you know, try to step it up, but you, you have to create a scene. You have exactly. to create a scene. And, and the people that are responsible for that are the venues, people and the fans. I mean, yeah. Plain and simple. It is. Um, but the things like we mentioned before we filmed the other podcast, yeah. there are venues out there that maybe are making mistakes that they shouldn't be. 
Yeah. Like they're saying that it's going to be cash only that night or something like that. Yeah, that that blows me away. It cash, blows me away. Cash, cash only doesn't work anymore. No, like I have a credit card with my credit card because it is a cash back yeah. kind of card. I'm going to use it more often, especially yeah. for food and drinks. And most like, of the time, whatnot. I don't even have a wallet. Most of the time, I tap a phone. Exactly. You, know, you go. Like or I have a watch and I tap. It's, you know, all, that's all credit card stuff. But I mean, it's, it's getting to that point. You can't do it. I mean, even no. myself, you know. When I do Calgary Comic Expo, where I go sell my artwork, guess what? I have I have that. I have yeah, I have a square. And I mean, it's yes, you pay a percentage and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the way the way you got to look at it, and is, that's the same thing with like touring bands. Does a somebody of- spend ten dollars and buy a beer? Would you lose five percent, or do they buy no beer whatsoever because they don't have the cash, cash. on them? Exactly. Which is better for you? Really? Yeah. Like, uh, and it's know. not only even the venues. Like you mentioned, like even touring bands nowadays yeah. are starting to do that. Whether it's a square, whether yeah, it's yeah. like the tap machines now, whatever it is, like Apple Pay. Even touring bands, like yeah, there are those bands that don't want to pay that fee, especially if they're coming from Europe or something like that. Yeah. Which is understandable, but like if it's an American band, you tap with the American band, then you go pull out cash and you pay the European band in cash. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, I mean it's. You're right. Like, why why are people not doing that? I mean, if you're a local band too and you're selling stuff, just go get a square. It doesn't cost That's you anything no. if you don't use it. You, you pay a percentage, yes. I mean, somebody's buying something is better that they buy something. To be honest, you know, like I people- go to so many shows. A lot of times, I purposely do not bring money because that's my barrier to getting stuff. But now it doesn't work as well because they yes. all have credit card machines mm-hmm. and you just tap and you go. And I mean, to be honest, it's maximizing your value because exactly. I, you know, I, I'm going there to work a lot of times. I'm not going there to spend money. No. You know, like the last time, like I went and saw, when I saw suicidal tendencies, I'm like, I'm just going to buy a hat. Then I bought a hat, shot socks and this, and I yeah. walked out of there with like 200 bucks worth of stuff. And I'm like, why did I do that? It's like, cause I wanted to. It's, yeah, but, it's a good know, band. You love them. But yeah. the same thing, like if I go up to the merch table and I'm like, okay, there's a $40 hoodie, a $20 shirt, and let's say $10 baseball cap. I only have like $20 on me. What do I buy? Yeah. But if I have my credit card, I'm like, okay, give me a few moments. I'll yeah. think about this, but I'll buy all three probably in the end because I'm like, okay, I want to support the artist. Yeah. And and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. same thing with my suicidal tendencies. I wouldn't have bought that. I wouldn't have had $200. I just wouldn't have had it. No. I would have had 20 bucks. I would have... I don't know what I would have bought for 20 bucks. You a can't beer. buy anything for 20. Yeah, I would have bought a beer. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're maximizing your stuff. And exactly. I mean, you know, the pricing is most definitely like that. You know, having the stage like 40, 20, 10. So you have, you know, sort of a good mix with, for people that have cash. You want them to spend like all the 20. You know, yeah. you don't want them to spend like five ninety five or whatever. You know, I know they're kind of designed that way. But like I said, you know, you're just maximizing. And if a bar is just a cash-only bar, like, you're then losing you, out, man. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't get it. I mean, it's not like you're not marking up the product anyway. No. You know, so, I mean, yeah, you might, you know, lose, you know, 20, 30, 40, 100 bucks, whatever, in mm-hmm. fees and all that kind of stuff, and you don't like that, but, you know, you got to look at it. It increased your sales most likely. It, yeah. it most definitely does. I mean, that's why credit card companies exist. That's exactly. Because most people don't have that fluid cash to spend, yeah. so... Yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing. Yeah, definitely. You know? like. But uh, yeah, I mean, the scene is definitely interesting. I think Calgary's got a good scene as a whole. Um, you know, There are moments where I feel it could be better, but at the same time, like sure, we mentioned, sure. like, it's up to everyone. It's up to the fans, the promoters, the venues, the artists, like everyone. Yeah. They have to work together to like make the scene yeah. flourish. Everybody's got to do work. Yeah. And I think sometimes there's, there's like a reluctance to do the work. work. You know, I mean... I, I complain about all sorts of stuff because I come from a sort of old school thing. 
I mean, sometimes you'll see it like I'll say, well, I don't know why people don't poster like they used to. They don't invest in posters. They don't put them up, you know, and people are like posters are dead, all that kind of stuff. That's and then true. you see stuff. It, it's true, but it's not, not true. Yeah. It's most definitely not. Because if you look, if you went to like Metallica last year, people were buying those posters like you won't believe. Posters are huge. huge yeah. People are buying, people will spend money mm-hmm. on basically posters that used to get thrown up that they would design and throw up just to get you to the show. Yeah. Um, you know, there's kind of that nostalgia thing and a lot of people are doing that, but I mean, it's, it's interesting in those regards. To mm-hmm. me, that's an opportunity it for is. a band. You know, if you can stand out, if you can go, you, you could probably actually, I bet you in Calgary, if you could make wicked posters and posted the shit out of this place. And I mean, posted the so, yeah. shit out of the place you could suck. And I bet you could fill a venue. Yeah. And that's the same thing. Like you mentioned, like, even me, maybe not as old school as you, but like back in the day when I first started getting into like the music scene and actually going to shows and that stuff, I used to purposely go to Kensington, 17th Avenue yeah. and Inglewood and go to those posters board, be like, okay, what's coming up? Like take a few photos, remind myself later and then go to those shows. Yeah. And then once in a while, like if there was like six or seven of those posters, yeah, I was one of those guys. I would rip it off and save it and then yeah, oh, as a yeah, collector, no, yeah. I mean, there's lots of people that do that. Yeah. But the thing is like nowadays and like from what I've heard, I could be wrong is like because those billboards in like 17th Avenue and Kensington are now basically privately owned, you have to go through those people, pay those people to poster. And I'm like, you're holding back an art form and holding back a scene that can flourish if you just let it. Yeah. There's ways around that. Yeah. I mean, you, you can, like, again, you know, we talked about on the other podcast about relationships. It's establishing relationships. relationships. Yeah. You know, where do music people go on 17th? They go to Sloth. They go yeah, to check Sloth. out records. So, I mean, having posters there. I mean, they have that entire hallway. Wait, up the stairways like, on both sides. like yeah. two or three kicking around. And then you go upstairs and they've got all the, the bigger bands and stuff like that. You know, there's heritage music that's close by as well. Like establishing relationships, you know, uh. Hot Wax, you know, Record Land, all that kind of stuff. Even the bars like um, The Ship and Anchor, yeah. um, Distortion. Because, yeah. like, if you know up as Distortion, like, on the outside of the window, you'll have, like, those local band posters. Yeah. And then you'll have, like, the bigger band touring shows. And what's nice is, like, as you know, I work in um, Sunrise Records. Yeah. Sunrise Records, what I feel is doing better than HMV was, was they're working with the local music scene. Oh, God, yeah. You can go up and see those local posters. You can see local artists be like, if you don't know them, pick up the CD, be like, oh, they're coming to Calgary or they're playing this venue this day. You pick up the CD, they get half the price, and then you go and check them out at the show, yeah. which is great. See, what I don't get about that, Sunrise Music, I guess, like I said, you know, there's some things I don't like about Sunrise Music. Um, you know, pricing is one of them. Uh, but you know, they are in a mall, so I get there is a premium to be there and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But the thing that they do the best is the fact that they let local music put their stuff in there. But the funny thing to me is, is that so many people don't take the opportunity to, to look it's lazy. It. Like go fucking, sorry. If you're a band, go fucking do it. Do it. Go do it tomorrow. Go see Phil. Drop off an application. Go drop off 20 CDs. And guess what? I, we'll I've put, seen you do it. Yeah, well, it takes, a, it takes about a week because we have to ha- email head office, yeah. the barcodes, get into the system. But we throw it up. And yeah, okay, it does suck that we well, have to there make... was a band that had the comic book. I, I can't yeah. remember the, um, the thing. It's Michael. He's actually an electronic artist. Yeah. It is uh, Septembrio. Right, Septembrio. So I remember talking to you and going and seeing that. And guess what? Sold out, people. Yeah. So if you're in a local band. And like we have a, even like right now it's in the back. It's not official in the system yet, but there is a local photographer also that is putting out his book. Yeah. Um, 70s photography that he did yeah. back in the 70s. And books, CDs, vinyls, like whatever you're pressing, bring it in. Like we'll sell it. Yeah. 
um, yeah, we make half the price, but again, that's a whole socking and run them all. Well, fee, that's, but whatever. That's that's typical retail is marking up a hundred percent, right? Yeah. Like, so I mean, we make so. a little bit of money, but at the same time, you'll get that money. Like, but at the same time, like I feel like I try and push it. Like, okay, you're interested in this artist. That's a big artist. Hey, we also have a local artist section with this kind of artist. Why not check it out? They make half the money, yeah. but local artists need to push and remind people that they have the product in, in the sun, store, in a yeah. store, and go pick it up. Like. Yeah. Like I said, there, there, there is a there is a you know a relationship. You can't expect to drop off your CDs at a store and, and then, then expect all us to do all the work. Them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to tell people that they're there. I mean, that's a smart thing, anyways. You know, it's uh, you got you know, if I'm going to produce something, I'm going to tell. Mm-hmm. You should be telling all your fans that it's there. It, you know, a lot of people might not have access to you. You might not have it where you can. You know, people might not want to mail order. They might not or come to they, your shows yeah. or whatever. Or if they don't if have the cash. Chinook, yeah, we take credit. We'll pay if you want to yeah. pay with your debit credit card for a local artist. We'll do it. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Um, but that's the same thing. Like we mentioned earlier, like it's that work. Both teams have to put that work in. Like, yeah, I try and like, okay, you're interested in say Pantera. Yeah, we have a local artist that is very similar to like a metal style of Pantera. Why not check them out as well? Like they make half the money, and you're supporting local music. Yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, if you're an artist, be like, oh, go to the mall, check out the art stuff. Like, pick it up. If you don't have cash right now. Pay with your credit card. Cool. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, it's a, it's a great way because some people might contact you like your stuff and it's just like, here, this is where it is. Yeah. The fact, you, you know, I think even still in this day and age, if you are in a store, if you are in this, a chain, it legitimizes you a little bit. Yeah. It tells people that, you know, it's, it's good enough. Mm-hmm. It's good enough to be there. Yeah. Right? That it's not just, you know, something that you, you know, like back in the day, put in a four track recorded, you exactly. know, on a Memorex tape and recorded four lines and it's, you know, not that great, but, you know, it legitimizes, you know, your existence exactly. to a degree. It's, it's not everyone that does this also, but I feel a majority of people are very reserved when they go shopping. Yeah. Talk to the staff. Like, I might not be knowledgeable in country, I might not be knowledgeable in like certain genres, but we all have a staff member who is great with certain yeah. genres. Come up to us, be like, okay, I listened to Five Finger Death Punch because that was a recent thing. Who do you recommend that's similar to Five Finger Death Punch? Yeah. I'll be like, okay, these are the artists that I listen that I enjoy that you might enjoy as well that have that self Five Finger Death Punch. But then when I go up to talk to people like, hey, how are you doing? They're kind of like really reserved. Yeah. We don't bite. Like we're there to help you to find yeah. something that you're interested in. Like It's it's the tattoos, Phil. It's the <laughs> no, tattoos it's... and the piercings. I tell, I got to tell you that right now. <laughs> I swear this hot. <laughs> Cuz like half the staff, half the people come into the store are already tattooed or pierced. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, but then no. there's the half that are the older crowd that are a little bit more conservative that I do understand right. like a little I, bit. I mean, I I was a tattoo artist and I retired, but you know, generally most people don't know because they don't see me with, you know, Tattoos and tattoos, like I mean, even though I have a lot of tattoos, they yeah. don't see them all the time, right? I mean, you know, again, you know, things like the neck tattoos and the piercings, seems, you know, it kind of, you know, it seems, if yeah. you're looking, you know, for Shania Twain, it might not be, you know, they might go, oh, I, I don't know if I should talk to this guy. <laughs> Worst case scenario, be like, okay, I can show you where Shania Twain is. Yeah. I might not be great with Shania Twain, but let me grab you someone who is, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it'd be funny. It'd be funny if you had one of those, you know, like, you know, goth metal guys with the white faces and the black eyes working in there. That would be even better. <laughs> I, would love, I would love to film the interactions with that guy, you know, because just. I've uh, considered it. Like, I've considered the full makeup. Like, when yeah. I had my purple hair, same thing. People were like, what? Yeah. I'm like, it's just dye. Like, it's all good. <laughs> I'm not here to buy it. Like, just give me a shout if you have any questions. And, like, I have hip-hop artists coming up to me like, okay. I listen to 50 Cent, I listen to Jay-Z, like, do you have these albums? 
and I can point them to where they are. And then all I'll do is like, okay, right. let me take a quick look. If we have it, we'll order it in. If not, I'll send you in the right direction to where it is kind of thing. Um, but then I also have people who are looking for like Shania Twain, um, yeah. Celine Dion, Beethoven, and they still talk to me. But at the same time, it's because... I try to be at least bubbly when I talk yeah, to people. Yeah, like yeah. I try oh, to be energetic. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a customer service aspect to being in a music store. Exactly. And you like, know. yeah, the big thing is like, if you're in the music store, talk to the staff. Like they're there to <laughs> help you. We <laughs> don't bite. Yeah. Unless well, you ask. Thanks for stepping in for Lloyd this weekend, Phil. Um, Lloyd no will be back next week. Uh, it was great having you back on the show again. For sure. Uh, I'll be back you, again. I know you got a show again tonight, so have fun at that. Well, uh, Remember to like, comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. You can check out Phil's stuff. He is PK Screams on every social media known to man. Basically. Except, except for maybe LinkedIn. I don't know. Maybe he's even on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, but not under PK Screams. Okay. That's under my official name, like <laughs> Phil Fracken, So <laughs> There you go. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. See ya. Peace.